staying healthy over the holidays. Good afternoon. I'm Mike Davis, and I am joined by the host of Access Health Radio, founder and CEO of Access Health, Dr. Brian Forrest. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how you can keep yourself well so that you can fully enjoy the holiday season on Access Health Radio. And we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show or they want to find out information about your practice, where can they go to find them? If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at Access accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook or they can send email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or call 919-363-0190. Again, that number is 919-363-0190. And after the show, you can also listen to an on demand podcast at wptf.com and we will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com so dr forrest it's that time of the year and i'm not talking about the christmas season i'm talking about cold and flu season and of course people do start gathering for social and family events to celebrate the holidays what can listeners do to prevent themselves from getting sick ending up having to make a trip to the doctor's office or even the hospital over the holidays? Well, it is one of my favorite times of the year. I enjoy getting together with family and friends and celebrating. However, it is also the time of the year when a lot of people get sick. And if you do catch some type of infection or end up in the hospital, it can really get in the way of enjoying all the festivities and fellowship. So during this time of year, there are some unusual circumstances that can actually make you more likely to get sick. And we're going to discuss some of those and ways you can do your best to stay healthy. Dr. Forrest, what are the main reasons that people might be more likely to get sick this time of the year? Well, there's, uh, you know, there's always been some mythology about, uh, you know, getting your head wet or getting cold outside or those kind of things. Um, and those are myths, but there is actually a little bit of truth to the weather affecting your health. So one of the things that happens is low humidity actually makes conditions more favorable for flu viruses to survive longer. So when the humidity is low, it's easier for that flu virus particle to actually live outside of the body. And when the temperature in your nasal passages is actually lower, it makes it more optimal for cold viruses to replicate. So uh, they like a temperature that's lower than body temperature. And so the colder it is outside, the more likely in your nasal passages it is to be favorable for that. The other thing, obviously, that happens this time of year is people are gathering together, and that often brings exposures from different areas. For example, there might be one cold virus that is going around in one town, and another area the flu might be peaking. And you get those two people together and you are exposing both to infections that are being spread in other areas. Get 10 people in a room and you might be exposing all 10 to the infections that are going around in everybody's neighborhoods. So although most adults have developed some immunity to many of these viruses, there are hundreds of different types. And as your exposure increases, your chance of getting one that you're not immune to goes up. 
And lastly, most people this year change their habits. And one of the things they do is celebratory eating. People tend to eat a higher fat, higher salt, and higher sugar meal in larger quantities than other times of the year. There's even a condition uh, that physicians like to call holiday heart that happens predominantly between Thanksgiving and the first week of the new year each season. And that means it's time for the Access Health Tip of the Week. Often when people get colds and flu, they will seek out medical care with the expectation that an antibiotic will help them. Some people think that antibiotics boost their immune system, but the truth is that they work much like insecticides for killing bugs. I often tell my patients that if you sprayed weed killer on a bug, you would just get a wet bug. In the same way, if you spray bug poison on a weed, you just get a wet weed. So antibiotics kill specific types of germs and kill bacteria, not viruses. Colds and flu are viral and antibiotics do not work for either. Uh, If you pressure your doctor into giving you an antibiotic, you could be doing yourself more harm than good because it can make that antibiotic not effective for you later if you need it for a bacterial infection and also could give you side effects like yeast infections or even rashes. Uh, So always ask your physician if the infection you have is actually bacterial and will actually respond to an antibiotic if they prescribe one. Dr. Forrest, I've heard that before and that antibiotics can actually make you really sick if you take them and you don't actually need them. So after the break, let's discuss things that you can do to prevent getting sick and also how to take care of yourself if you do. This is Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with our host, founder and CEO of Access Health Radio, Dr. Brian Forrest. Dr. Forrest, what are some of the things that people can do this time of year to prevent getting sick over the holidays? Well, first, and this may come as no surprise, uh, wash your hands. Hand washing is the most effective way to prevent the spread of diseases, especially colds. Anytime you touch your face with your hands and have not washed them before, you can expose yourself to the germs on your hands. I don't want to make people paranoid, uh, but every time you touch a doorknob, a keyboard, a desk, a phone, etc., that has been touched by someone else, you have picked up germs from that surface. Some viruses can live on doorknobs and phones for hours. This is one reason that grocery cart handles now are frequently disinfected with those wipes that they make available. If the person who had that cart before you had been sneezing and then touched the cart, those virus particles could be all over those handles. So if you touch the handle and those germs are on your hands and then you make contact with your face, like scratching your nose or your eye, anytime before you actually wash your hands, then you've transmitted those same germs to you. It is okay if you get germs on your hands. We all get germs on our hands every day. The key is that if you have uh, if you have an itch in your eye or your nose or for some reason you're adjusting your glasses or whatever that you need to touch your face, you need to make sure that before you make that contact that you actually wash your hands uh, and, and make sure that you either do that or use a hand sterilizer before you touch your face. Speaking of hand sterilizers, hand sterilizer gels, do those actually work? And also I'm curious about antibacterial soaps that I've heard a lot about. 
Well, research on the hand sanitizers show that they do help. Uh, however, they differ widely in their potency. Uh, the ones that are alcohol-based are the most effective, but only kill the germs if the hands are thoroughly covered and then allowed to completely dry. Uh, hand washing also works well if people spend at least 15 seconds and use warm soapy water and then rub all the surfaces of their hands. However, sometimes people just squirt on the soap, rinse it off quickly, and this does very little to prevent the spread of germs. The problem with the antibacterial soap is twofold. First, most consumer available soap does not kill viruses at all, and it only works to cut down on the number of bacteria on your hands. Second, using this type of soap all the time can lead to resistance where you might actually have bacteria on your hands that are no longer killed by the active ingredient in those soaps. We're speaking with the founder and CEO of Access Health Radio, Dr. Brian Forrest. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, what about all of the sneezing and coughing? How can we protect ourselves from that around this time of year? Well, that mostly depends on the person who is sick uh, being considered and trying to avoid spreading their germs. Uh, the most effective method, you know, sometimes people will sneeze in their hands, they'll sneeze on their arm or their sleeve, uh, but what's been shown to be the most effective method is to actually cough or sneeze sort of into your elbow. And this prevents the sick person from having lots of germs on their hands, which they tuck all kinds of surfaces with. Most people don't, you know, open doors with their elbows, uh, but they frequently will open doors with their hands or touch, touch items and surfaces with their hands. So we don't want people sneezing into their hands hands or covering their mouth when they cough with their hands, it's better to do that right into your elbow. The other thing is, is that sneezes can actually travel over six feet and come out at around 100 miles per hour. So if someone is sneezing or coughing, then staying outside of that six foot zone will help. Uh, I have to admit personally, if I'm in a room with someone that sneezes or coughs, I will often turn my head away and even hold my breath for up to 10 seconds out of being cautious. And you know, don't want to, again, you don't want to be paranoid, but you know, when you can avoid exposure to germs and keep yourself healthy, that often gives you a chance to also keep your family healthy because any germs that you do contract, you're going to also take home to your family and then potentially also spread it to schools and workplaces. That is good advice from Dr. Brian Forrest. We're talking about staying healthy over the holidays. Now, during the holidays, uh, sometimes people's habits change. Can that contribute to getting sick too? Well, there are likely several things that people will do different over the holidays that are a change in their normal pattern. And that change in their habits can actually make them uh, more likely to get sick. First, people eat differently. People tend to splurge eat during celebrations and will eat more fat, sugar, and calories than they usually do. This can make diabetes, blood pressure, arthritis, and cholesterol worse, and it can trigger ER visits or even hospitalizations. The biggest culprit might surprise you, it's actually salt. Uh, so those Christmas hams that people dive into, uh, many people will consume much more sodium over the holidays than normal. And for those with high blood pressure or heart failure, this can trigger them to accumulate fluid in their lungs and actually have difficulty breathing. Uh, their heart can't keep up with all of what we call volume overload, which is essentially where that excess salt and sodium in your system makes your body retain and hold on to fluid. We actually have a name for this. It's called holiday heart. And I 
I've worked in the hospital before over the week between Christmas and New Year's, and we see a huge increase in people that are admitted to the to the hospital that week specifically for heart failure. And it's usually due to an increased consumption of, of salt uh, during all that celebratory eating. People also tend to, over the holidays, alter their sleep schedule. They will drive longer distances, and they tend to have also more emotional stress during this period. That can lead to fatigue, blood clots, and also leg swelling, and even mood changes. So I think the lesson here is if you are going to be traveling long distances, try to take a break at least every 90 minutes, stand up, walk around some, or at least pump your calf muscles up and down. That can actually help prevent blood clots. And then try to stay on a regular sleep schedule as much as you possibly can over the holidays. And even if you go to bed a little later, try to stay on the same schedule for getting up and at least try to get up and keep your morning routine similar, even on days when you're not going to work. That's good advice, Dr. Forrest. Thank you. We're going to discuss how you can care for yourself if you do get sick, and we'll have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. He's Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. This is Access Health Radio. talking about staying healthy over the holidays with Dr. Brian Forrest. He's the founder and CEO of Access Health. If you want more information about the show, you can find us at accesshealthradio.com. So Dr. Forrest, what can you do for a cold or a flu if you do end up catching something over the holidays? What can you do? Well, the first thing you want to do is stay at home. Uh, you do not want to expose other people and get your whole family or group of friends sick. Um, that can really be the gift that sort of ge- keeps on giving and people aren't going to like it. Uh, so second, um, you know, use over-the-counter remedies sparingly and target specific symptoms rather than taking a bunch of over-the-counter products that could actually make you feel worse. What works for aches and fever are things like acetaminophen, ibuprofen, and naproxen. And those will reduce body aches and fever. Um, If you take the acetaminophen as directed, it is actually the safest option here. Uh, But if you take just a little bit too much of acetaminophen, it can be dangerous for your liver. So you want to make sure you're sticking to that that recommended dose very strictly. Uh, There are also the uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen and naproxen, and these are effective and last longer, but they can cause some gastrointestinal irritation and bleeding, and they can also slightly, although it's very slight, increase the risk of kidney problems or heart attack, especially if you take too much for too long. You know, the -the over-the-counter cough remedies, truthfully, haven't been shown to be that effective, and some of them can have significant side effects like increases in heart rate, nausea, and even neurologic symptoms if you get too high of a dose. So typically for most coughs, if you're trying something over the counter, I would avoid most things. The most effective thing probably is a product with dextromethorphan in it. But again, you have to be careful about mixing that with other agents and you don't want to dose it uh, too high. Um, You know, antihistamines, which is what people frequently have reached for in the past, they work great for allergies, but they don't work so well for viral infections. And the older antihistamines like diphenhydramine can make you fairly sleepy and also sort of slow down your nervous system. This is one reason they can help people sleep. However, if you mix these with other drugs you might be taking that are prescribed, you might become over sedated or even have trouble breathing. 
Decongestants in the over-the-counter nasal sprays like oxymetazolazine are very effective, and they work within 10 minutes. The only thing about these is you really don't want to use them for over three days, or they can actually make your problems worse. The oral decongestants can help, but they're not as effective as the sprays and can have a stimulant effect and mess up your sleep and your blood pressure. So be careful with those. The question I often get asked is, what would I as a physician take over the counter if I had a cold? And the truth is, I would probably get one of the decongestant nasal sprays, use that for three days. I'd take a spoonful of honey, which has actually been shown to suppress cough. I'd probably do that three times a day. If I had a fever or aches, I'd probably take some acetaminophen about every five hours, eat some chicken soup, lots of fluids. And then those are the safest things that have been proven to work. So that's probably what I would do. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. So you might be surprised to know that according to Consumer Reports, Americans spent $5.8 billion last year just for over-the-counter remedies to treat cold and cough symptoms. Rest, lots of fluids, and patience for your body to heal can actually go a long way. So, Dr. Forrest, what are some takeaway points to remember from today's show about how to stay healthy during the holiday season? Well, you want to make sure you wash your hands or you can use hand sanitizer often and every time before you eat or before you touch your face. If you do indulge with celebratory eating, try to still limit your portion sizes and sodium as much as possible and keep it to just one day. Um, You want to do that rather than continuing to splurge on leftovers for a week. A lot of times it's not the actual holiday that gets you. It's those leftovers that kind of get you into a bad pattern of eating for another week after that. Also, if you're traveling by car or plane, make sure you stretch your legs and walk around some at least every 90 minutes to avoid blood clots and drink plenty of fluids. If you do get sick, don't use multi-symptom products. If you're congested, use a decongestant, preferably a spray for no more than three days. If you have a fever or aches, the correct dose of acetaminophen or Tylenol is the safest option. If you've got a cough, lots of fluids, a teaspoon of honey a few times a day, and a correct dose of dextromethorphan are your safest and best options over the counter. If you've got a runny nose that's clear, it might be that you actually have allergies or the low humidity may be causing your problem, and a second-generation antihistamine like loratadine and a cool mist humidifier, also an over-the-counter nasal steroid like Nasacort AQ might be your best choice. If you take prescription medicine or have high blood pressure, you should always check with your physician before using any over-the-counter products. And that concludes our show for this week. Hopefully, you'll be able to use this information to improve your health this holiday season. Our scripture this week is especially meaningful during the Advent season. It comes from Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Thank you for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Join us again next week. Dr. Forrest will be discussing Don't Die of Denial, How What You Don't Know Could Kill You. I'm Mike Davis, and we've been joined by Dr. Brian Forrest, the founder and CEO of Access Healthcare of Apex. I'm Mike Davis. We look forward to seeing you again next Sunday for more Access Health Radio. Access Health Radio.